If you're craving the time, energy, and capacity to put yourself first, run your business, and have a full life, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Radiant Soul Sisters podcast. I'm your host, speaker, coach, supporter, and fellow soul sister, Susan Cruz, and this is your space to shine. I will be connecting you to amazing, inspiring women who are living their best lives while constantly learning to create work-life harmony. If you are too, or you're craving this, we're here to cheer you on. Oh my goodness, listeners, you are in for a treat today. I have my friend Amy Smith here, and Amy is an award-winning podcaster, best-selling author, public speaker, TEDx speaker, and founder of the brand Fearlessly Facing 50, as well as co-founder of Better Than Gossip. Amy launched her business and brand six months before turning 50 years old. That is such a milestone in most of our lives, hitting 50. We realize maybe we love where we are and we love what we're doing, or maybe we need change. It just depends on who you are and where you are. But Amy has done a fabulous job of pivoting and reinventing her life and creating a life that she loves. Her mission is to encourage women over 40 to push fear to the aside, to the side, there we go, and find that hidden treasure of confidence that may have been pushed aside and not been allowed for them during their years of raising children or climbing the corporate ladder, whatever it has been in your younger days. Amy is committed to challenging the narrative at midlife from crisis to opportunity. Amy, I am so glad you're here today. Hey, I'm so happy. And I just have to say, I'm so proud of you. You're doing an amazing job. And this Thank is you. what you should be doing because there's no one better at conversations than Susan Cruz. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Listeners, for your information, I did meet Amy socially during COVID, where mm -hmm. I met a lot of amazing people, mostly women, but a lot of amazing people. And we connected socially, but I got to meet Amy in 2022, this year, actually. Yeah. She and another friend of mine, Kristen Cofield, co-founded Better Than Gossip. And so I actually went and recorded four shows for Huntsboro Hemp Company with them. And they treated me like a queen in oh. Connecticut. Oh, so um, it's wonderful to have met Amy socially, but to also have gotten to spend time with her and to get to know her a little bit more. Amy, you know, one of the things I love to do is to really learn about people and have a great conversation into who they are or things that are important to them. And I always am curious about your childhood. What is mm -hmm. something that you did in childhood or a memory from childhood that you have? Oh, boy. Oh, I love that question. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Um, I, I really love that question. You know, I'm a Wisconsin girl, so born and raised and um, yes. you know, Green Bay Packer. You know, I mean, I'm just not so much Aaron Rodgers this season, but we won't go there. 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, there's still much season left. But anyway, I am the youngest of five. And a funny story that actually I write about in my book too is it's not so much a childhood memory, but it's it's a it's a it is a memory that is implanted in my heart because it was told at my wedding. It was it's told everywhere this story. Right. So you may have heard it. But anyway, I am the youngest. My oldest sibling was 18 when I was born. Uh, she was going to college and uh, there's <laughs> brothers there. They were 18, 17, 13, and 12, I think. And um, we lived in a very modest home in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we had a screen porch, supposedly, I can't remember, but screen porch in the back. And whenever my parents called a meeting, it was something important. And they called a family meeting and the four of them went out to the screen porch. And my oldest sister said, Okay, before mom and dad get out here, I'm just going to tell you, I know exactly what this meeting is about, and I'm getting a car. So as the oldest sibling, I'm getting my Volkswagen bug, I'm going to drive you all around, I'm going to do everything like I should as the oldest, most responsible kid, but that's what this is about. So just be happy for me. And so my mom and dad came out and we had a little dog and, and my mom was very petite uh, back in the day, like a size six X. I mean, just a teeny, teeny little thing, tiny little thing. And uh, she was standing there with my dad and evidently she said, well, our news. And my sister said, don't even go any farther, mom. I know, I know I'm going to college and everything and it's expensive, but I will drive. I will drive these kids everywhere. I'm so happy I'm getting a car. And she said, well, actually, <laughs> we're expecting a little visitor. And because pregnant wouldn't even be a word that would come out of my parents' mouth. Like it just right? was a little visitor. <laughs> And uh, sure enough, my sister was like, are you kidding me? And we laugh about it to this day because the little visitor was me. I happened on a ski trip. I was the unexpected fifth child of the Wenland family. But it's a story that um, that really sticks with me. And it's a fun one because I have a great relationship with my four siblings, even though there's such a vast difference in age. And that story, I just I chuckle every time I think about it. You know, Amy, the first time you shared that with me, I got the great chuckle with you too. And it's one of the connections that we have, not for me personally, but my one of my best friends, Carrie Brennan, we were as seniors in high school, 18 years old, when Carrie's mom told her that she was expected expecting another child, number four, yeah. a little oh, girl. And oh. I never will forget when we would go shopping or different places, people would think that the baby, Katie, was Carrie's child, but yes. the, they yeah. were just saying, you know, yeah. and anyway, it, it was so much fun. And, and Katie and Carrie, the whole family, the same thing, the same type of dynamics, even though there's this years of difference, it, they were able to create a true family. I, isn't is that so funny? Fun. Oh, I would probably have a lot in common with your friend. I, my sister yes. tells a story about going to college to, you know, she was going on spring break. And all her friends were like, you know, we were going to Florida and she would be like, oh my gosh, we're going to Florida for spring break. And of course the spring break trip was a, a big old station wagon with us in the car, me sitting on the hump, you know, right. or whatever with my little, not even a car seat. My brother, one of my brothers had thrown up the whole way from Green Bay to Milwaukee to pick her up and on top of the cars, you know, the, the crib and the porta crib and all of that. And so they always thought too, she was never the, they always thought she was my mom or what right. the heck this wacky family. So I, I bet we'd have a lot of things in common. <laughs> yeah, but what what a fun, what a fun memory. Well, Amy, you have done some really cool things. You have lived in lots of different places. You've yeah. moved around. You moved your family to Germany 
Yes. Correct, Germany. Um, when they were at very um, mm. impressionable years. Yes. So that was very hard. But then when you got into your 40s, and I get goosebumps as I'm saying this, and right before you turned 40, 50, you decided to launch this Fearlessly Facing 50. And you wrote a great book about it, Cannonball. Yes, thank Cannonball. you. Yep, here, Cannonball Fearlessly Facing 50 and Beyond. You know, what, what encouraged you or inspired you or caused mm. you to make or and take this big leap of faith? Mm. Oh, I love that. And you know, it, it's it's funny because I think a lot of the listeners this will resonate with because I do think as women, we are constant reinventors. We are constantly mastering transition. Um, a lot of times we don't even realize it. We just take it for granted and we move on to the next thing and don't even realize the amazing thing that we had just done, reinvented Great ourselves point. or transitioned. You know, I was at a point where we have moved 11 times Um and uh, my husband's not in the military. We're not witness protection. He actually works in pharma, but we, you know, we, we've moved a lot and that's been our cadence. We've never lived around family. We've always been supported by friends more than family as far as just proximity. Um, and I think it was something that's always been instilled in me is that I love, I'm very curious. I was a journalist. I love to learn about people. I feel that people are undervalued. They undervalue themselves in so many ways and because they don't share their stories. Um, and it was really on my heart to do that. I lost my parents, both my parents, while I lived in Germany, which was very difficult. Um, trying to get back to Milwaukee from Germany is a challenge. Um, and I, I think one of the reasons I really cannonballed at this point was because a lot of my story to that point I knew that I had certain gifts around interviewing people. I knew I had um, gifts around writing and I wanted to transition those gifts and move it forward and learn and challenge myself in new ways. Um, as far as, you know, launching my podcast right before I was 50, I knew it was my time because I was sitting in a, in a quiet house because one was off to college and the other two were off to school. And my husband travels on average two to three nights a week, our whole married life. But one day he was home and he, and he yelled to me as the kids, you know, two of the kids were getting ready for school. And he said, Hey, Hey mom, would you on your way home from, you know, whatever, would you pick up my dry cleaning? And it was at that moment when I heard mom, and yes, I'm so happy to be a mom and so blessed to be a mom. But it was at that moment where it really hit me differently. And I thought, where did Amy go? And I'm sure listeners, you know, women, especially that will resonate because you do through all of those transitions and reinventions, sometimes lose sight of who you are and what value you're really adding. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that that's always goosebumps for me. And I, I feel that there's so many that we, so many women that say, oh, you know, I used to be that and I used to be good at that, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do it anymore. So I pushed fear aside. I pushed procrastination and perfectionism, all that stuff that always haunts us, pushed it aside and said, why not? If not now, when, and if not who, why not me? I mean, you know, if not me, who? So um, I did it and I launched the podcast, not knowing a thing about it. I was a books on tape girl. I wrote a book that all started because um, when my dad passed away, I didn't make it back in time for him to, for my mom either. Um, they weren't conscious when I, when I got back. Um, and I remember being in this hospital room with my dad and um, all of my siblings and their spouses there. And I was there alone because Tim had to stay back in Germany with the kids. 
Uh, and I was standing there and I had what I would, I think classify as a panic attack, which I'd never had before. And mm -hmm. I had to excuse myself from the hospital room and just kind of crouch down in the, in this cold hospital floor at the lights beaming at me and just was sobbing and shaking. And, and mm -hmm. my brother came out, one of my brothers and just said, aim dad knows you're here. First of all, that's most important. And he knows how much you've done and how, you know, how, how proud he is of you, but write the damn book. You've always wanted to write, tell those stories because that is going to inspire people. And that's what you're meant to do. So in a long winded way of saying it, I had, um, that's really why I started really why I started. Right. It was heartfelt. It was, it was time for me to do it. Absolutely. And, you know, I get cold chills. There's several times in the story that I have gotten goosebumps. And I was 48 when I had the pivotal moment or the big aha. Same thing. Where Where is Susan? You know, our youngest was at college and everything was going well. And we took our youngest to college and came back and Jimmy went off to work on the farm and yeah. was happy and doing everything he loved. And I kind of looked around and I'm like, well, where is Susan? Yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm like, I've got to figure this out. I've got to start moving forward or either I'm going to be stuck. Right. Just do. And please, women who stay at home work very hard. I am not, yes. I'm not saying that, but I just knew for me at 48 into 50 and beyond that staying at home, playing tennis every day. Right. Um, playing Bunko, all those things wasn't what I wanted. Right. Because I, like you, I felt like I had a story to share and things to do, things left to do. So, so I love that. And I love how, how you did push procrastination, perfectionism, fear, all those things aside. Well, Amy, you know, you mentioned that Tim, your husband travels on average two to three nights a week, sometimes more. And you, you had three children mm -hmm. and you were a journalism at one time. And then as you started fearlessly facing 50, what did you do to really keep some work-life balance in there? Mm. Work -life, I call it harmony. You yeah. know, I think when we, oftentimes when we have balance 50-50, you're sort of standing on that fence, right? Right, right. But when you, have harm, you have harmony, you know, our lives are like this beautiful symphony. Sometimes yeah. we're playing all the instruments beautifully and it sounds gorgeous. But other times you're playing one instrument louder, you're out of tune, right? But it's right. only for a measure or so. What are some things that you've done mm. to, to keep that harmony? Yeah, and I love the word harmony. You know, and I think that's a constant battle too, because as women, we are all things to so many people, right? We try to right. be there for everybody else's needs. I can remember, I'll start it with a story just of when I was writing my book and I still had one at home and he was old enough to drive to school. And, uh, you know, he left one morning. I, I do a lot of work in the morning. I get up, I have a routine that I do and I really start the day, you know, out you very early. and I was sitting there in my office writing this book because it was a commitment that I needed to get done. And he left, you know, he grabbed whatever he needed for breakfast. And when he came home after soccer practice, there I was still sitting. And wow. he looked at me and said, mom, have you seriously been sitting here all day? 
And I said, I have. And he said, mom, get up. We are going for a walk. This is not you. And so I have to check in with myself on several things. But as you get older, you get wiser. I think there is truth there. Um, and you decide, especially for me, boundaries. Setting boundaries is a very important part of work-life balance. As an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, you have to set boundaries. Um, those boundaries are around self-care, you know, moving your body every day. It's around, um, you know, starting your day and how you're engaging with people. There's certain boundaries I have to set around that, you know, responding to emails or texts or whatever in a certain amount of time and really creating that space for you. You know, we have one life. We all know coming out of this pandemic how precious it is. And um, we know how that can change right. in, in, a, in, a, in an absolute nanosecond. So taking care of yourself and treating yourself as a guest of honor is something that I've really put as a priority on my list as I move forward. And I think that's, we don't do it enough. Somebody um, told me once, you know, Amy, do you make yourself a priority? And I said, you know, I do make myself a priority. It's not the top priority every day, but it always makes the priority list. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Oh, Amy, I love that. Treating yourself as the guest of honor. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about when you entertain people and you have people in your house, how welcomed and love and gracious and just you just fill them with this yeah. welcome. And then when you turn it around and you see yourself walking up the stairs to your home, how are you treating yourself? And that's a good check-in because that's what we need to do. We have to love ourselves. You know, and I told somebody not long ago, we were talking and they, they said, you know, what is one of the things that, that you try to do every day? And I said, you know, first off, I try to love myself well, so mm. I can love others better mm. because Powerful. it took me years to learn that, yep. that if I loved myself well, mm -hmm. I could love you better. Yes. And, you know, it, it's sometimes a hard lesson to learn, right? Susan but, Cruz, write that down. That is one of your, that needs to go with your legacy right there. Cause that's a real words. Yeah, actually, you know, the picture we took of us earlier, I've got a post-it note on my screen yes. that says, love yourself well, so you can love others better. But, yep. but you're right. It, I, um, that really comes from my heart and, and it resonates with what you were saying here. So Amy, you know, you talked a little bit about, you have a morning routine and you talked about um, being the guest of honor, treating yourself like the guest of honor. Is there anything else that you do that helps um, illuminate that light within you to shine light into others? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great question. You know, I really surround myself with some pillars. Um, those people in my life that know me on my good days, my not so good days, that have seen me through challenges, you know, there's Jim Rohn has said many, many times that five people who are your five people, I'm, I'm about to launch a, a program about um, surround yourself with greatness. And did you realize you're surrounded by greatness? And when you look at your five people that surround mm -hmm. you, you become the average of those five is what he and, and I really like his messaging. So, you know, look at who surrounds you and surround yeah. yourself with greatness. And that's so important. And that's what really lights me up. I have, um, I'm very, very blessed to have wonderful family and wonderful friends and yes. friends that are unexpected treasures. I think that's another thing listeners today can really think about. And at times it's difficult for women to not so much walk out of a friendship or give up on a friendship, but sometimes we have to realize that, you know, friendships change, they evolve just as we do. Right. And all of a sudden an unexpected treasure of someone you might've sat with on the airplane 
and you shared a narrative and exchanged stories and all of a sudden it's a connection and they're adding value to you in a way that's an unexpected treasure so look at those things and you know deposit into your tank don't want to withdraw from it so if there's people around you that aren't lighting you up and filling you it's time to kind of you know allow that to transition Absolutely. Well, Amy, I know that you have written this book and Mm -hmm. I would love for you to tell the listeners how they can find your book, Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Mm -hmm. 50, and how they can connect with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the book's on Amazon. You can find it anywhere there. You can just Google Amy Schmidt. You can go to my website, which is just um, being redone. I'm so excited. I have a young woman who who does it for me and she's so creative. So it's, uh, I think it's about ready to launch. You can go to fearlesslyfacing50.com. 50 is spelled out. Um, There's an Instagram you can link. There's a new Instagram that's going to be Cannonball, um, which is going to be Yeah, it's going to be Fearlessly Facing 50 and I think Cannonball. I don't know. She put it together for me. So that's a new one. We'll link that too. And and the best way to to connect with me, and I really am honest about this, they can email me, um, amy at fearlesslyfacing50.com. I do get back to people. I do give myself, I've set a boundary. I used to be 24, 48. Now I'm a week. Um, I get back to people within a week and just to give myself that gift of grace. So I always get back. Um, it's just not immediate, but I love to just hear stories. And, and, and that's the part of this journey. And I think your journey, um, any woman's journey, it, we need, people need people. Connectivity and community is so important. And, you know, when you have something on your heart to share, share it and share your story. That's, that's really what I love. You know, and learning to share your story is Mm -hmm. so important because as you said, we need each other and you and I might have the exact same experience or have felt the exact same way. But when I share the story, it might resonate with this woman. When you share the story, it might resonate with another woman. We might be saying the exact same thing. You know, with the world of of internet and social, there's not a lot of newness out there. Exactly. But what there is, is each one of our individual unique stories. Mm -hmm. And you never know who needs to hear it to ignite that light within. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, if this episode has you thinking about how to put yourself first, create a life you love, and live on purpose, be sure to connect with me on my socials at Susan Cruzco. Or if you would like to chat, head to my website, susancruzco.com, and schedule a time for us to connect. I have learned so much from you, Amy. I always learn so much from you. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. One last question. If you had one tip that you could share with our viewer, viewers, our listeners today, what would be the one tip, the one piece of advice that you would share? Mm. I would tell everybody listening today to create their greatness statements, to come up with three I am statements for themselves, uniquely, okay. uniquely you and write them down, whether it's, I am beautiful, I'm confident, I am healthy, I am courageous, I'm curious, whatever it is, your three, jot them down, stick them in your handbag, stick them in your night, in your nightstand, whatever, and, and reflect on those every so often, because we all need to realize how great we are. And um, that's something that we push aside. So that's what that would be my advice. I absolutely love that. 
thank you again for your time and your energy. I love connecting with you. And if you have enjoyed another episode of the Radiant Soul Sisters, be sure and tune in again next week. Also, connect with Amy Schmidt and you can learn how to cannonball and fearlessly face 50 and beyond, I can Mm -hmm. say. Till we meet again, I'm Susan Cruz, your host, and all the episodes, resources, and community are on my website, susancruzco.com. <laughs>